I have the pleasure of bringing a Jirash to you this morning. So if you're visiting or it's been a while, uh, a Jirash is just a brief teaching on the, uh, the passages of Scripture that we've been reading as a community together. Today, I want to give you a Jirash based on the gospel portion, uh, Matthew 16 through 18, of which we just read a little bit. So I'm going to try to move quickly and encourage you. That's my goal today. So in Matthew 16 through 18, we are in the heart of Yeshua's ministry on earth. He's teaching, he's doing miracles, he's doing all the things. But from the outset of his ministry, he chooses to partner with humans, right? Which is kind of weird, right? He could do it all by himself, but he, doesn't, he decides to partner with human beings. And one specific human that I've grown to really enjoy and really like is the person of Peter. Now, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Peter probably growing up. I, I think like many people were like, come on, Peter, just get with it, man. Get with the program. But I've really grown to admire and love this guy. So let me just describe him a little bit to you, and we'll get into the passages of Scripture. So Peter, obviously, he's a laborer. He's a fisherman. He's a man with calluses on his hands, right? But he was handpicked by the Son of God himself. Peter walks with Yeshua every single day for a little over three years. He sees the miracles. He hears the teachings. He participates in the ministry. And you know what I love the most about Peter? He was a man. He was a human being transformed by the power of the gospel of Yeshua. So, in this gospel portion, in Matthew 16 through 18, there are at least three powerful snippets about this man, Peter, that that I want to explain a little bit and expound upon. So, in chapter 16, verses 13 through 20, we just read this, that it describes Peter's great confession. Yeshua takes them up to Caesarea Philippi. He says, who does everybody say that I am? There was a few different answers, and then Peter makes this great proclamation. He says, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God, and, and Yeshua is stoked. He's just like, he gets it. He gets it. He understands. He knows who I am, although you're not supposed to tell anybody who I am yet. But he blesses Peter. Blessed are you, Peter. And he says, upon this rock, I will build my community, my ecclesia. It's a whole other teaching in and of itself. But this is high point, man. This is like Peter gets it, right? The next verse, 21 through 23 Yeshua starts to discuss some of the future plans that are going to take place in Yeshua's ministry. He says, I'm going to be handed over, I'm going to be killed, and Peter's like, "Mm, I don't think that's a good idea, I'm going to take you aside, and let's talk about this. And he starts, it says he starts to rebuke Yeshua. Can you imagine trying to rebuke Yeshua? Doesn't sound like it's going to go really well. He says, never, Lord, it shall never happen, you're not going to die. Yeshua looks at him and rebukes him emphatically. He says, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Upon this rock, I will build my community. You are a stumbling block to me. Have you ever thought about how Peter may have felt after hearing those words? He just called me Satan. I'm a stumbling block? But here's the cool thing. Yeshua didn't give up on him, and Peter didn't give in. And then in chapter 17, verses 1 through 9, it describes the transfiguration, right? This, like, kind of crazy happening in in Scripture where Yeshua goes up on a mountain with Peter and two other guys, and he's transformed. His face is shining like the sun. His clothes are super white. It's like, what's going on? It's a light show. And Peter uh, looks up, and he shows up. uh, 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 Moses and Elijah show up. 
And Peter's like, I got a great idea. Let's, uh, let's build three tents, and you guys can stay in them, and we'll camp. Maybe we'll roast some marshmallows. And you're like, what are you saying, Peter? You realize that, that Jesus doesn't even, Yeshua doesn't even, like, respond to him. They just move on. Literally, Luke, in, the, in another telling of this story, it says, he didn't know what he was saying. I don't blame him at all, but that's the thing. Can you still hear me? Okay, great. Uh, now, and then in chapter 18, verses 1 through 5, Can I switch? Is that okay? Oh, check. This is called rolling with the punches. So, chapter 18, verses 1 through 5, just a few verses later, the disciples are asking Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom? In other tellings of this, of this portion, they're arguing about who's the greatest in the kingdom. And you know Peter was a part of that conversation. You just know he was. Now, you guys know the rest of the story, and if you don't, I'll tell a quick version. The gospel accounts go on to tell us that Yeshua tells the disciples that they will all abandon him, that, he, that, that Peter himself is going to deny Yeshua and Peter was like, no way, man, not me. I'm with you till the bitter end. I'll die with you. And then what happens? Peter denies him three times. He runs away. But the story doesn't stop there either, does it? Yeshua dies. He's resurrected. And then Peter and the boys see him. They see the resurrected Messiah. Yeshua ascends, and then he sends his Holy Spirit. And to me, this is key. In the book of Acts, we see a different Peter. We see a Peter that has seen the risen Lord, and he's filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to read this, Acts 5. Acts 5. The apostles were brought in, including Peter, and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you're determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other disciples replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Yeshua from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. And we are witnesses of, this, of these things. And so was the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Just a few verses later, Peter and the apostles are beaten. And you know what they do? They leave rejoicing that they have been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. The same Peter. The same Peter. Peter was a changed man. And Yeshua never gave up on him. And Peter never gave in. And that's the hope that we have regardless of where we're at. And listen to that. Regardless of where we're at. Whether we've been walking with Yeshua for 30 plus years or whether we have never even met him, the gospel of Yeshua has the power to change us. So much so that someday we may be able to look back on the person we once were and not be able to recognize that person. And that's true for every single one of us in this room. 
every single one of us in this room. So here's my encouragement. Let us persevere together. Press in. Walk in step with the Holy Spirit that we may be changed and that we may change a generation for his glory by the power of the gospel filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen.